This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Everybody to the Dusty Bender podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells. Uh, folks, episode 137 coming at you today, recording on a uh, dark yet okay. It's not too bad out. It did snow all today. I don't know where you're listening from, but it snowed today up here in northern Idaho. Aaron uh, doesn't exist. That's right. Aaron, He's Aaron is. Aaron's just kind of here. Uh, no, hey, Aaron, what's going on, man? Hi, Aaron. Hi. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, I, I was hoping you were going to say dark and stormy, and then I could make some cocktail jokes. Ooh, but... I haven't had a uh, It's fine. Time. It's past. I haven't had a dark and stormy in a jokes long time. Now. We, we, do, we don't make jokes on this show. It's a very serious, uh, analytical, PDO-driven podcast. Yeah, let me pull up my numbers. That's, that's what we've got Aaron for. Aaron hey. is Aaron's our numbers guy. That's right. There you go. Yes. Someone has our, to be. That's what, boy. We, well, it's yeah, I think long. I think his save percentage is like <laughs> 0.23 or yeah. something. I don't know. He's, I saw him, I saw him twice and he was good. So therefore, give him the Vesna. Yeah. You know, his vibe, you know, the vibes, the vibes feel like he's a 900 goalie. So right. Yeah. yeah. There's just there's like two people on this podcast that are all eye test, and then we got one guy that's like, you know, the numbers and shit. I feel like that's half of the um, Kraken. That's half of the Kraken fan base. They're like, yeah, but Grubauer's got his own beer and he carries around a Stein. He's great. And it's like the dude has like a sub 900 save percentage. But that's I'm not great for that. someone that sits on a bench like they do at the fucking beer garden, though, right? Like that's sure. that's cool. That's awesome. But you should probably be riding some pine. But Winberg's a great guy, Taylor. He's nice. Yeah. I, I don't doubt it for a second. I'm sure he's a mm-hmm. very kind individual. Yeah, he's got very very nice family life. Uh, very much so. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, his his I think his wife and whatnot. They're very nice people. I've met them. I think could be. Yeah, they 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 didn't like when I said that he should be pushed into Puget Sound on a raft. But you mm-hmm. know, I I think yeah. more people on TikTok upset him more than we do. So yeah, just don't say that to random. <laughs> like ladies and and clearly some like their husband's moms at the bar before oh, the god so all right I'll do my best you're not uh, supposed to folks shout outs real quick before we get into everything today uh we are sponsored by the hub tavern out in spokane washington the hub tavern is the premier hockey bar in spokane washington located on monroe Part of the Anchor Alliance means they're officially affiliated with the Seattle Kraken. Go on in there. Say hi to Dave and Mona. Go on in. Have a beer. Cash only, so make sure you bring you bring uh, some dough with you. 
and uh, have a good time. Watch a hockey game. They're usually almost okay. Not almost. They always have the Seattle Kraken on. And uh, if you're a Red Wings fan, it might be harder to get your game on. But go on in there. Check it out. Have a good time. Absolutely love the folks over at the Hub Tavern. Also got a shout out Manta Ray Cafe. Manta Ray is the best karaoke bar in Spokane. Some of the best pizza that you can get. Just go in there, grab a slice, sit down, have a drink. I did that last night, actually. Uh, nice. went, to, went to a Devil Wears Prada and uh, Fit for a King concert. And mm. uh, beforehand stopped off at Manta Ray for a slice. It was great. Jeff was not there, but his penguins were on the TV. Mm. So I gave a little gave a little nod. I was like somewhere out there. Jeff is happy that I'm watching the pens. So they 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 had a screening of Devils where Devil wears Prada beforehand, and then and then your band played. That's right. I uh, I got I got uh, the Meryl Streep treatment, and uh, oh, she was there. Did Meryl Streep sing "Dog Skin Girl Beards" all over? Yes. Yeah, great. Yeah, that did happen. Yeah, there's fire hydrants and shit. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm sure this has been asked a thousand times, but which one came first, the band or the movie? The the movie, I'm almost certain. I think it was the chicken. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Some mysteries, but in any case, uh, yeah, uh, that was a good. It was a good show. You ever? You guys like that really loud screamo music? Uh, I like. I, I, you know, I like some pretty heavy metal, but I don't. Screamo doesn't really do it for me. I, I think don't know it's what impressive. See, I'm not I'm not in this scene, so I might so like heavy rock fans would be probably mad that I just referred to them as Screamo when they're not, or they are. I don't know. I don't I, I was I got I got a funny look when I said uh that uh, later on in the month there's an emo night there and I'm excited to to hear some like offspring and I got like glared at and i was like is that is that not okay like, you're not, you're lucky you didn't get punched in the face right like i don't i don't know i don't know these things it's is that not considered rock and roll i'm sorry no there Bro, was a time there was a time like in the early 2000s i was all about it and i've i got old is really what happened there that's fair. yeah I love the beat like like i can sit there and j- especially like when you're in the in the pit like on the floor i can yeah. get into it and you're banging your head mm-hmm. that's awesome but i just i wish i could like hear what they're saying yeah, I mean it's impressive because like you know we joke about it, right? Everybody everybody tries to sing screamo at some point in their lives, and it fucking hurts, dude. Oh, it's yeah, it hurts. So there's a reason those bands sing more in their later records is because the vocalist has destroyed his. Like, yeah, it's just gone. Makes sense. Yeah, right. Like listen to later a day to remember, and then listen to early a day to remember. There's significantly <laughs> more screaming in one of them. Fair, sure. Yeah, that's very fair. Yeah, no, I again, good time, but uh, yeah, yeah so, so go to Manta Ray and see and sing some uh scream hope, absolutely. Well, and if you're if you're looking to go see a show because there's plenty of theaters down in Spokane, uh, stop by Manta Ray and have yourself a slice before you go. It's good, it's good to get something in your belly before you start drinking, is it? Or your, or your tummy, you'll get icky, it's more expensive that way, is <laughs> But my grandma told me at my wedding, don't waste food on a good buzz. So that's, mm, you know yeah. what? Your grandma knows. And if you, and, yeah. if you, and if you hear it from my, from your grandmother, it must be true, uh, so. your grandma. Gotta be. I, I, I sounds like I need to have a beer with this woman. She's unfortunately no longer with it, but she was, she was, oh, okay. she, she taught me also, she got also, I got all sorts of gems that I can, I can drop out that woman. She fucking rocked. That's yeah. True. She, she did. Yeah. She, unfortunately she, uh, didn't have enough food. <laughs> So at, all right, we're dark today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'll tell the, I'll tell a quick story. So at my wedding, 
Hmm. We had we had prime rib, and uh, my grandmother sitting there, and she's like got two hands, like one on, and she's just like pounding the table with two gin and tonics, waiting for her. And we were like talking to her, and we we're like, Grandma, did you know? Did you you like the food? And she was like, Why would I waste food on a good buzz? And she walked to the bar and got another gin and tonic. She was, she rocked. <laughs> that she is, she was trying to she was trying to three hand that shit. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's my, he's my hero. Yeah, I, I aspire to be like LB. Absolutely. Rocks. <laughs> between between name, that. Wait, well, hold on. Wait. Well, okay. If you're comfortable her, saying her name. No, yeah. So so her, her name was Eldine, and she was married to a man named Binky. Not his actual name, but he, <laughs> he was only ever referred to as Binky. So it was Binky and Eldine. And they lived in northern Minnesota, and they were the coolest people in the world. Erickson, uh, though? Like, like oh, yeah. fucking. Like. Mm -hmm storm the beaches Eric, in their yeah. longboats that's oh hell yeah, yeah dude. i love yeah, that they, so much yeah, yeah they, i love they, that the only time they left minnesota was they went to detroit to make munitions for world war ii oh my god hell okay. yeah. and, and, then went back, and then went back hey, to minnesota and again to here's that. your yeah. grandparents right now Jesus yeah. Christ. here's to eldine and binky dude that's right that's right good for them oh, all right shit Love what that. We got today. Oh, we got one more though. We got it. We, yeah, we got one, about... well, two more actually. We got to talk uh, the hockey right. podcast network, obviously, which we are a part of. Sure. Um, got to jump on over to the hockey podcast network.com and see the wonderful catalog of content that they have, all hockey related, many of them specific to teams, others just talking about hockey in general and the news and whatnot. Some are interview shows like Terry Ryan stuff. Absolutely fantastic content on there. Jump on over and check out what we've got. And then, of course, obviously, we got to give a shout out to our boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Fire Chief John Miller. Uh, Fire Chief John Miller has been a longtime supporter, longtime listener of the show, uh, has been cursed to be a Preds fan. So he will live in mediocrity most of his life, unfortunately. Uh, but you know what? Props for to, to stick with it. You know, it's like him and him and Minnesota fans need to have a support group of who's the most mid. Yeah, well, well, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but they also drafted in, like, what, the fucking sixth round? The absolute oh beauty. Oh, my God. So, what a, we'll what get, a, how we'll do we say his him. name? How do we say his name so I know it? Gunner Wolf Fontaine. Is Gunner Wolf. Oh, Gunner Wolf, dude. What a Gunner badass. Wolf. Gunner, oh, Gunner Wolf Fontaine. Dude, I just want, I want hockey players with awesome sounding names. It, like, when the Red Wings drafted some guy in, like, the, like the fourth round or something, his name was uh, Amadeus. Hell Amadeus yeah. Amadeus Lombardi was his name. I'm like, that is fucking awesome. Not a single person sang the song when he was drafted. Amadeus, Amadeus. Yeah. Now, now yeah, I'm Gunner Wolf, that. dude. Two badass names. Like you could yeah. split those up and still have fucking. You could have two. You could Where's have. Where's he twins. from? Where's he from? Uh, that's a good question. I don't. It's La Latvia. I bet. I bet. Okay, that's a good guess. I. <laughs> I don't hate that guess. Uh -huh. I'm I'm gonna go with North America, but he, he's from no. Rhode Island. What, <laughs> dude? The most random. Yeah, he's from like Pawtucket. Yeah, he's yeah, he's from he's from from Rhode Island. Uh, oh my scored, god! And, and for those that don't know, he scored the overtime winner in the Bean Pot for Northeastern. What a beauty! Over BU, over BU in overtime, and scored overtime goals last year in the Bean Pot. So. Uh, doesn't like he's a very good college as a prospect. He's not much to write home about as like he's a very good college hockey player who scores a lot of clutch goals for Northeastern. That's a Love it. bottom six guy though, right? That's that's the that's guy, a glue that, guy. That's a glue that, guy. Yeah, that wins you championships, man. That's right. That's right. Gunner Wolf. We'll see you in a couple years, bub. 
He's the uh, he's the who's the guy that like basically did nothing during the season for Chicago, and then when they'd make the playoffs, the guy was like fucking invaluable, and it basically got him a really nice contract somewhere else. Oh yeah, who am I talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Brent Seabrook. No, yeah, not no, Seabrook. <laughs> yeah, for, he's a forward. He's a forward. It's um, not Sod. It's the other one. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. All right, come back to me. Okay. Throw the, throw the even, ball back. Bickle. 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 There you go. Yep, Brian Bickle, baby. Bickle. Basically yep. did nothing in the entire 82-game season and then would come into the playoffs and just fucking be, like, absolutely clutch. And that's yep. money. That's like that's like the Bruins, you know, they won their cup and then they were, they were you know, right in the mix for a little bit. They had that fucking fourth line, right? That, uh, mm-hmm. who's, who's the guy that broke his fucking leg? You know what I'm talking about? Broke his fucking leg blocking a shot. God, on the Hawks? Damn, I keep, yeah, no, on, no, uh, on the Bruins. Yeah, uh, Cam, not Campbell. It wasn't Campbell. Maybe? Um, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't rain. Yeah, anyway. either way. But they if had we that had, fourth if we line had a that producer that would look gritty, these things dude. up. Yeah, some guy. Yeah, yes, I'm sorry. Looking up the guy who broke his leg on the Bruins doesn't return a lot of. Mm. <laughs> a lot of yeah. Results. Surprisingly, though. Yeah, right. Turns out more than one guy has broken their leg on the Boston. <laughs> yeah, Bruins. it's like Tur- it's like every month. Tur- turns out that that's a very specific porn page. Mm. Oh, yuck! I'd watch it. I would, I, you know, I'd for tune re- in for research purposes. Yeah, just to make you know. Oh, he did break it. That's correct. Yeah, okay, that is, that and then right. yeah, and then you can move on to the next skit. <laughs> all right, all what, right. We, what do we got today jesus uh, yeah we're, we've, we've officially gone off the rails but that's how that's that's the highest point it's aaron's fault for me that is definitely aaron's fault uh he's supposed to keep us on track all right so folks big news coming out today uh longtime gm of the columbus blue jackets basically for i mean mm-hmm. most of our adult lives like i'm 30 so before i could drink he was he's been the uh gm of the columbus blue jackets yarmo kekalainen has been fired. Uh, Aaron had been nice enough to put some stats in here. Uh, had been GM for 11 years, a 410, 362, and 97 record. Uh, so technically a losing record because I don't count overtime losses. Um, made the playoffs five times, fourth winning his seasons by points percentage. Yep. Um, Taylor, initial thoughts. Man, he shot a shot. Right. I mean, this is this is a podcaster newscast dream of a GM. Right. So we love we we love the guy, you know, like he didn't always do the right thing. Like, you know, it didn't always work out, but he he fucking tried, you know. Yeah. And that's we 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 always said he had I I can't remember what we fucking said. I remember remember when he he made a big fucking like deadline deal and we said he had big fucking cojones or something like that i can't remember what well that's called that's it. the year he brought in i think he brought what did he bring in he brought in uh dezingle for sure Th- yeah. is that the year he brought in duchene might have been duchene too yeah where yeah we just so, like he's got big fucking like he he made moves to try to make the team big he took risks and right. you know what in this nhl where so many fucking gms are so scared to even trade away like a fifth round pick yeah, because they're just oh my god that 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 fifth round pick could turn out to be the next Sidney Crosby, you know, or Dotsuk or whatever. Horseshit, you know, ninety five percent of them don't turn into anything. So, I uh, well especially fact, especially today's age, right? Like, right, you know, first second that, round maybe, but the fact that he was able to 
take big swings like he did and still it, again it, it sounds like we're i mean he he had his missteps and we'll get there in a second but a guy that was able to make this big swings that he did and also build a very solid future like columbus is not like their rebound their their rebuild's not going to take very long like they have too many they have too many awesome a couple that you are a big fan of taylor mm-hmm. um there's a lot of guys in their pipeline that are on the cusp you know they're they're one to two years out from being right back in it because they've right. got so many good guys in the pipeline so with Yarmo building for the future while also being able to take swings and get Columbus into, you know, playoff discussion, playoff races. And even there was probably a year or two where we even thought that there were dark horses for the cup. I, I think it was impressive. Like, did it work out in the end? Did it finally fall apart? Yeah. You know, but who could have, and I'll, I'll throw it back over to you now. Like who could have expected that line a Gaudreau, like these guys were just not going to pan out. Well, and it's, I mean, you know, there's a lot of variables that go into that, right? I think, I think a lot of, you know, his, his black marks on his tenor as a GM, obviously losing Panarin, obviously losing Bobrovsky, right? Just letting, letting those guys kind of, kind of move on. So, yeah. Do you, does that, but does getting Panarin, like the, the deal that he got Panarin was a fucking steal. Sure. So, like, I, I understand they kind of balance each other out, but like, getting Panarin was huge. They lost Panarin, but I, I, that was more of on that was more on Panarin than it was on Yarmo. You know what I mean? Like, Panarin didn't want to be in Columbus; he wanted to go to New York. From a GM standpoint, right? If you yeah. are a Columbus sure. Blue Jackets fan, you want you Panarin cannot. Yes, you want him to stay, but you you cannot be upset with him going after. I mean, even this year, right? They didn't obviously did not pan out, right? But he he recognized on as paper, a GM. Goudreau on paper should be, you know, a 30, 40 goal scorer. Sure. And I'm not even talking about Goudreau, right? Goudreau, Goudreau is a Goudreau is a good the fact that Goudreau has family over in the New Jersey, New York yeah. area, and he was able to bring in essentially the top. UFA at that point, nobody the ball at that time. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a magical move by him. It was some Harry Potter Voldemort shit, right? Like, you know, it's just insane that he could even bring that guy in and, and, and the trade PLD for, for lining. That's a really good move. I'm talking this year. He recognized if this team was going to have any chance, they had had to help that D that D squad out. Right. And he went out and, you know, a lot of people gave him a little bit. I think, you know, I think there was a little bit of more positive positivity to Provorov than you and I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then to go out and get Severson, right, to go out and get some of these guys. Uh, another one that's under the radar, I know he gets a lot of flack. Um, you know, I just. I, I think I, if, I, I, if I had to play owner here for a second and like put myself in the position of why I just let Yarmo go. Cause he, they put out a statement saying that they're friends and you know, like, he respects them a lot. And obviously, I mean, the guy was there for 11 years um, and responsible for the limited success that Columbus has had. Um, I, I would probably say that it's just Yarmo would not admit defeat. Like he didn't, mm. it's you and I looking at this, they need it at bare minimum. Columbus needs a retool. Like, Sell Johnny Hockey, sell Patrick Line, invest in the future, get back into it in one to two years. I don't think Yarmo was willing to do that. I think Yarmo had the winner's mindset of I always want my team to be in the mix, and he wasn't willing to embrace a rebuild, which his roster is kind I of fucking love that though. 
Yeah. I mean, you can't get angry at somebody who just wants to win. Yeah. Love like, look at Vegas. Like Vegas was fucking cutthroat, man. Like if they didn't think that you were part of the future, you're fucking gone. But, but his, his downfall and, and, and Aaron, you can probably talk into this too. His downfall is coaching, right? Who the fuck has he had as a coach? Babcock was such a blunder. Like I, right. I, I don't in in, yeah. in Tortorella, like Tortorella too, right? Like you know, yeah. at the time, it just it the 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 scene had closed on Tortorella in Columbus, yeah. right? So I, you know, and but bringing in Babcock was such a mistake. That's that's what they've been missing. I think they, I think his moves that he made, right? Even even Provorov, I'll, I'll even I'll even throw Provorov a bone because on that team, he's a third or fourth D which is yeah. exactly where Ivan Provorov should be, right? Mm-hmm. Bringing a good, good drill, bringing in potentially Patrick Line. It's just shitty injury luck with Patrick Line. That's a that's sure. a great one-for-one trade, right? It's just coaching. So, yeah, Cur- curious what you think, Aaron. Well, I I mean, my, my biggest criticism of the Blue Jackets, they have a lot of good prospects, but there's some criticism to be had about how they've developed those prospects. Like Fair. running Fantilli on your fourth line. Right, and that's a not, not having again, right? yeah, yeah, not yeah. having Kent Johnson in the lineup. Like he's too good to be in Oof. the AHL, right? Like, yeah. like so, getting the prospects is one thing, and then developing them is another. Yep. And I think Columbus has been good about getting identifying prospects, but not as good about developing them to where they should be. Right. And I think, and I think even as far as like the Panarin and Bobrovsky, like it was, it was known at the time that Panarin and Bob weren't going to resign in Columbus, right? right so, right. so the the options were you either trade them and you really load up for the future or you shove all in to try and win now. And he chose right. to shove all in and win now. Yeah. So, so I think like there's a reasonable argument to be made of like, was that the right move? Cause, cause ultimately they, they, they won around by beating it's a, a fun move. team that was one of the best moves in like the best teams in the cap era. Right? Like, yeah, like, dude. Right. So, so sick. And so, and you got around, which is good. Like that's not nothing, but then, you know what? What would your prospect pipeline look like for Panarin at that time, or Bob at sure. that time, right? Maybe. Like if, if you're trading them, you know, like if you're really looking to build for the future. So that's kind of my problem. And I think with the Gaudreau signing, it's out of context with the other moves that they had made. Everything else had been like, we're going to do like a rebuild with prospects. Mm-hmm. We're going to kind of like, and then Johnny Gaudreau falls in their lap, mm-hmm. and then they're like, well, now we got to be on the Johnny Gaudreau timeline because right. he's late twenties. He's great, you know. He's coming off of a heart season when he's playing with Kachuk and Lindholm, mm-hmm. and then he lands in Columbus, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And like this is going to power them out of their rebuild, and then it's like, "Well, no, their their windows farther out." So now, like now, they're running into does the window of their prospects align with the Gaudreau signing? And if it right. doesn't, then what does that mean for the organization? So I think they kind of got caught in between doing like a total rebuild and trying to be win now. And I think that's kind of led them to mishandling some of their prospects because they're trying to, trying to win with Gaudreau. And as a result of that, now their prospects who you're rushing them. Yeah. They may have just been like, look, we can throw Fantilli out on our first line. Obviously he's hurt right now and that's not anybody's fault, but like, you know, like does that line up with like, well, Johnny Gaudreau, what's your window? How long is he going to be Johnny Gaudreau? And I know he's having a really bad year this year, but like, does that align with when we think the rest of our guys are going to be right? And I think that's something they need to understand. And maybe, you know, maybe Yarmar wasn't the guy. And, and you know, he had a he had a long run and he had, you know, he had a lot yeah, of success. But we're, run, really, but we're really yeah, grading, we're really grading on a curve here, right? Like, right. you know, 
because it's Columbus, we're we're really saying like, oh, like you made the playoffs, like good for you, good for you. Like that's that's an you know, and like and you're, boy. Kind of, you're kind, yeah, you're you're kind of like being a little pedantic when you talk about it, but like sure. relative to what they've had, like yeah, it's like you know, I'm not gonna call it unparalleled success, but it's definitely you know, like more than they had seen. Fran- franchise for the franchise, it was good. And I, I think that that's probably something that is at the end of the day, like, you know, we can sit here. Yeah. It, it, Aaron, you're absolutely right. Like they, he went, that was Yarmo's mentality. Like he wanted right. to try to win. He's always trying to win. And that is not necessarily good for a rebuild. You know, like look at the penguins are fucked. Like the penguins are going to be screwed for quite a while. Like they do not have good prospects in the pipeline. As soon as the, as soon as the, the Crosby Malkin Latang train gets to the station uh they're going to be screwed for quite a while and uh, whereas for years right so they they don't have anybody that's no. even going to think twice about making the big leagues and nope yeah uh, yeah i think cool. the athletic had yeah, them 27th as far as prospect pipeline and yeah, it's yeah, like it's not good they, the, not the cupboard good. is bare and so and, yeah so looking at columbus i mean you've got you, you know you've got guys in the pipeline in goaltending you've got uh, guys in the pipeline on offense obviously especially with you know the pick that they're going to get this year um yep. if fuck celebrini is pretty fucking good um i don't know if he's bedard but he's pretty good there's, um, there's a good top five this year though yeah there's a, yeah. Very, there's so a very good top five we're gonna get another piece that's going to you know fit right in uh taylor you you mentioned the coaching and, and i like that because that's probably one of his biggest missteps like it it seems like he wanted like this theme of like tough stiff-nosed no nonsense old school coaches mm-hmm and I don't know, man, like even look at torts, like torts is complaining every day, but he admits like the league is new. Like I can't be a hard ass anymore. Like I've got to deal with these young kids in a different way. Um, it's, it's just different now. You know, there's two sides of that. You can argue that our hockey players now soft and, you know, they need a safe space or is torts a product of a generation where you could be a dick to somebody and not have any repercussions whatsoever because you were in a position of authority. Uh, probably both, you know, honestly, sure. um, it's probably a little, little column, a, a little column B. Um, but yeah, maybe, you know, a, a coaching misstep is, is definitely there because I, there's really hard. It's, there's not really a lot there to say like, Oh, they made, they've had a good coach um, right. that I like in Columbus during this tenure. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that's, that's probably the highlight of, of the biggest misstep for me, right? Like to, you know, to what Aaron was saying, I love that he went all in, right. Yep. You know, Panarin yep. and Bob are there, you know, you could, you could either get a couple first rounders out of them. Weaker look at, drafts. Look right? at teams, look at teams that just continue to be middling. Okay. Like Buffalo is a perfect example of that. Buffalo hasn't been good since they went to the Stanley cup final with Hasek, you know, like, last time they should they 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 rocked the boat anyway like they've been Mm -hmm. mid forever like even when they like this was supposed to be a year they were going to take a step forward and at least flirt with the playoffs and they're garbage um you know that's that's an extreme example but think of you know like minnesota okay when was the last time that minnesota they took like they're gun shy now like they tried once to try to go all in when with the the suitor parise deal and it didn't work out so now they're fucking paranoid you know, I, yeah. I mean, they're they're still dealing with the Parisian suit. Like that bio yeah. is going to be on their cap. Like they have, you know, the, the wild at this point, they're carrying 15 million dollars of dead cap 
for the next like five years, right? Like, so the fact that they're even putting together, like last year, they were a hundred point team, right? Like, you know, and you can do that when Kaprizov is overplaying his contract and you're still getting contributions out of Matt Zuccarello. And you're like, Oh, we got Boldy and Faber and Rossi. You have young guys that are coming up, but like, they just don't have, they don't have the cap to, to like augment those. And I think that, I think at that point, like, I think they're just running into, like they ran out of, they ran out of runway on that dead cap. You can only escape that for so long. But I they, think we but just. They, oh, go ahead. They, Taylor. Go ahead. They, they also made the choice to move Kalen Addison, right? So I don't, yeah. I don't know if Minnesota and yeah, Minnesota way off Yarmo at this point. But I don't Minnesota know. If could be a whole fucking episode. Yeah, that's a whole episode. I, you know, I don't know what they want to fucking do because Kalen Addison. Yes, you have Brock Faber. Brock, Brock Faber is going to be your number one. He's the number one that Minnesota has needed for a long time. I love Jane, Jared Spurgeon. He's not a number one, right? They thought Dumba was going to be a number one. He's not a number one, right? Faber is that number one, but Kalen Addison is a two or three, and you just move him because you think you get cocky because, you know, Gustafsson had a fucking hell of a season last year, right? So it's just, you know, ah, yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota's a whole other thing. Let's get back. Let's get back to Yarmo. I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time on them. Um, yeah. Was, I, I mean, was this the right move? As much as I think, as much as all three of us love what he did, he brought respect. some fucking heat and, he and respect to what he did as a GM because we just don't fucking see this, right? We don't see this kind of nuggets on he a tried. fucking GM anymore. He tried. He gave it. He it, gave it his all, but at the same time, there's been very, very little success since he's been a GM. Uh, mm-hmm. I know. I know his record looked good. A lot of that is the Tortorella years, yeah. right? A lot of that's the Tortorella years where, you know, Tortorella was just willing them into fucking wins with a, I mean, over, Winberg was overtime. He would get and, to overtime. And, and, right. that, and you, that was like and you have thing. two Vesnas out of Bob, right? Like during that yeah. time, like yeah. that was when yeah. Bob, Bob was yeah. Bob, right? Like he was, he was one of the best three goalies. So I, I, here's a question for you guys. We're a month out of the trade deadline. You're now having an interim GM step in. What do you guys expect out of the blue get the blue jackets at the deadline? Like now that there's an interim stepping Great in, question. are they going to sell? Like you would think that they would. Does he have the authority to sell from ownership? Like how how are, they, how are they going to how are yeah, they going to navigate I, the deadline without? I think Yarmo? that's yeah. I think that's a great what it question. Yar, Yarmo yeah, Yarmo would not wave the white flag. I don't. Th- this this is totally supposition. I don't really know this, but I, my my spidey sense on this says that Yarmo was not going to wave the white flag. He's not going to sell. He would not embrace a rebuild. I, I think they finally got rid of him because they, you know, like Elvis. Elvis is like blatantly going into the media saying, I've requested a trade. I want to go win. I've released them all. And Yarmo wasn't going to have any of it. He probably went up to ownership and he's like, I'm not getting rid of Elvis. Like, or, or he, or he was thinking too highly of him. Maybe. Right. So, so he's just, he's not connected with what the market is for an Elvis Merzlikens with what one, maybe, maybe one and a half good seasons on his record. Sure. Maybe, right? maybe it's a situation where like, you know, maybe a deal was like floated to the Columbus mm. Blue Jackets. Like the devil said, like, we'll give you X, Y, and Z. And Yarmo's like, that's not enough. And ownership's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. Like this is as good deal. as it's going to get, bub. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I, We've seen Yarmo try to play 3D chess, especially around the deadline. In fact, we've we've commended many of his moves around the deadline. Very so, successful, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Re- but real quick, real quick, I do want to. So I, I'm not I'm not caught up on this as much as you guys. Is so it, it is an interim GM. Yes. Yeah. It, yes. 
Okay, so we, we haven't so in Columbus hasn't decided on a GM. No. We're just we're saying this guy's going to get us through the fucking trade deadline the rest of this season, and then we'll see. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, John, I hate Dave, that. I hate so, that. So, yeah. So so just to to recap for people who may not have seen it, so John Davidson is stepping in as the interim GM, which means in theory that he would be definitely responsible for the trade deadline and through this year, and then potentially at least draft handling well, the at least handling the initial stages of the, what does their draft board look like unless then, somebody steps up and sure. they hire somebody yeah. immediately but their yeah, scouts and, their scouts are good at this point right so you well, can and, you can basically pan a lot of the draft onto the scouts mm-hmm. uh, trade I would, deadline man oh, i would i would bet regardless of who's whether they get somebody before the deadline or it's the interim I, i'd say they sell like it's elvis they have to be the writing is on the sellers. wall. For, they're, they're a bottom dweller team. And at the Do end of the day, get. set the next to, GM up, dude. You've got to retool and you've got to retool. Yeah. You're you're going for it, load up on picks, load up on prospects, make a run. You've got you've got plenty of pieces. You know, shit. I, don't, I mean, at this point, I'd be like anybody who's not under the age of 23 is open to me basically you know like if i if somebody makes me an offer for provorov if somebody makes me an offer for severson loving that like i'm 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 open and listening to that even uh probably the only other one i mean i wouldn't get rid of rensky if he wants to stay i wouldn't get rid of him but no but but he's he's the the rock to your blue line yeah and and that makes the timing really interesting too right is like because yarmo is one of the strengths he's had is turning columbus blue jackets into first round picks right like David Savard, Nick yep. Felino, Ivan yep. Gabrikov. Like he turned, he Big was names. so good. I, I mean, or he was good at making them names, right? Like sure. Gavrikov is a name he floated out there. And when you first heard it, you're like, they want a first round pick for like Gavrikov. Yeah. Are you kidding? Well, then someone paid it, right? So like he was good at turning assets into. So the timing of it is really interesting to me because now you have a GM that was really good at turning assets into picks. Like right. that was a strength they've had over the last couple of years yep. is he would throw a name out and he would set the market and people would get used to it. And they'd talk about how crazy it was. And then someone would pay it. Right. And sure. now you're like, you're in a situation where you want to do that. And now like, is, you know, John Davidson going to step in and right. really drive a hard bargain for any assets they want to flip. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, is that Pete's dad? Yeah. Is that Pete yeah. Davidson's dad? Yeah. I yep. think so. I like that. Uh, I agree. Uh, it's it's a situation where it's or you know what? Maybe we're misreading the situation. Maybe ownership is like the Vancouver ownership where they will not accept a rebuild. Like maybe it was the opposite. You know, maybe Yarmo was wanting to do it, be a responsible GM and ownerships like under absolutely no circumstances are you to sell. Like we are we are going to make a push regardless. So we'll see. Uh, it could be the opposite. You know, ownership is. They always want to win. They always want success. They always want tickets. They always want people coming in the doors and buying jerseys. So they want um, they want Zach Wierenski up front. Yeah, they, they want they Zach Wierenski to play a full season. Yeah. But if well, I'm, yeah, I mean, so do we. So does everybody? Yeah. But yeah. so, but I, I mean, if I'm, yeah, I, I think to recap on that, like they're obviously sellers this year. Um, mm-hmm. It would be very foolish for them to be quiet around the deadline. Uh, even more foolish for them to buy um like this is this season's a write-off you know johnny johnny hockey is just obviously not feeling it line a is not doing well um mentally health wise uh it's not good so um 
in any case, uh, they need to sell at the deadline, and they've got a lot of they've got a lot of pieces to it. And luckily for them, they have a fantastic pipeline. So uh, you know, it's it seems like this this is kind of a low point for the organization, but at the same time, it, it, the turnaround is going to be great. Like they're not going. I I sincerely doubt that the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to have you know, a prolonged rebuild phase like the Red Wings or the Senators or the Buffalo Sabres or the Penguins. They're too deep, Soon. dude. Like, they're, yeah, they're going to they're gonna have a turnaround season if you're if you're optimistic next year. Like, I, yeah. in fact, yeah. I mean, it's hard to be as bad as you are this year, but I, I could easily, if you told me like, hey, Chance, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to be in the mix for the playoffs next year, like a bubble team. I'd be like, that's... That's reasonable. I can goalie, 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 goalie. If yeah. they if they move Merzlikens, no, they they uh, Tarasov's not the answer, dude. Uh, you're right because it's Jet, obviously. Jet, Jet is good. Well, Jet's had one fucking game, but Jet, Jet is yeah. the answer. Jet's I've already, the answer. I've, already de- I've already declared him as the goalie of the fr- franchise goalie. Like it's yeah. I mean, our our buddy, our buddy Armand, definitely. You know, he's a Jet guy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, you know, I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this team does because if if they go with random tendies and a new coach, realistically, they need a new coach. There's no way that this coach sticks around yeah. not playing Kent Johnson, basically telling Juracek to go fuck himself. Yep. Like, they're, they're, you know, they, they were in scramble mode after the Babcock shit absolutely exploded hand grenade style in yeah. their face. Right. So, you know, it, it, when they bring in a new coach and that new coach goes – Oh fuck! Kent Johnson can play some fucking hockey. Cole Sillinger, even though he hates Tate McRae, can play some fucking hockey. Let's get them into positions that they can thrive in. Mm-hmm. That you know that that's all this team needs because I think they they do they really do have some players in positions that they this team can succeed. But that goaltending is still going to be a it's still going to be a sketchy sport, especially a sketchy spot. So. It is. Uh, Tarasov doesn't seem like the answer. Oh, that or he's garbage. Young, you know? He's terrible. No, he's terrible. He's just not good. I I watch those games. He's not a good goalie. And Jet maybe Jet's the answer, but Jet has one game, right? So unless you're gonna bring somebody, or maybe they're in, gonna try to they're gonna try to convince Elvis. I I I, I still maybe. am. Maybe I am still in. Like it's it's the Corpusalo thing. Like I will stand by that. Like Corpusalo, I feel like Corpusalo could fit right in on like the Colorado Avalanche and be fine. Like he's he is a average to good goalie depending on the night if the problem is that he's not good enough to carry a team okay if you've got a solid defense in front of him you can get away with it you know it's the i mean joe sackick basically proved that you can get away with having average mm-hmm. to mediocre goaltending and still win the stanley cup if you've got a good decor in front of him well and that's I, what la did in front of corpy though right la had a and i mean and corpy had score a good goals on that back end yeah, Corpy played well in LA. Exactly. Yeah, that was, so I mean, they, just, they had defensive defensemen there, right? And then they sent him to Ottawa, where there's literally no defense, and he's getting lit up every night. So he's, like I said, he's not good enough to carry a team and bail them out every night. He's not an elite goaltender. He's just, you know, above average in my opinion. That's what, and that's what you're saying. Merzlikens is, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The Merzlikens is if Merzlikens, yeah. if you put Merzy. Honest, uh, it's hard for me to say. Like, okay, a healthy Devils defensive core. You know, you've got mm-hmm. everybody back. Mm-hmm. I think he could flourish there. I think uh, probably a better fit is like Carolina. If you put Elvis Merzlikens on the Carolina Hurricanes, that's a scary team, in my opinion. 
Oh yeah, but I think I th- but I think Kochekov is bringing some of the fun that we don't see really from the goalie position, yep. right? Like Flurry, I think Flurry is probably one of the last goaltenders that we've seen. It, it, uh, again, I'm talking like he's dead, right? But like right. you know, like like that's that's the fun. R.I.P. Right? Flurry. R.I.P. Uh, Mark Andre. Um, you know, but that's that's the fun that I think Kochekov brings in in the goalie position. I think that's super important, right? Like. You know, I, I think that's that's how you, you build some of these, uh, you know, fantasy teams and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Columbus does, but. And it also yeah, goes back to work. It goes back to workload, too. Like not to I, it, it, use the Kraken as a perfect example. Like Grubauer just came back recently. Um, they, they lost, but he had a solid game um, in his one game back after injury and prolonged benching because Joey Decord is playing just out of his fucking mind. Sure. Um, but, you know, do, do you expect to it's it's all about goalie management? You know, do, is Joey going to start 10, 15 games in a row? Is Elvis Merzlinkins going to start 15 games in a row? Or can he split that workload with somebody where he can get a night off? Um, I think that's kind of the key. Uh, there are very few goalies nowadays, especially with the shot volumes that we see in the NHL nowadays. It's not the dead puck era. You know, like we right. see a lot more shots nowadays, a lot of more high danger chances than we did 10, 15, 20 years ago. So rotating those goalies out, not only for physical rest, but mental as well. I think that's probably key. You know, if you, you roll a goalie out there, it doesn't matter if it's, it doesn't matter if it's Ottinger or something like that. Goalies are head cases to begin with. If they get rolled out there for 10 games and they lose eight of them, their mind is, their head is fucked. So I, I think that that's like to, to end kind of with the Kraken on that. Like I think, the Kraken are going to be just, it's not that we hate Grubauer. It's just Joey has earned the starting role. I don't think it should even be 50 50. It should be like 80 20, maybe 70 30. And Grubauer plays best when he's got a split. And that kind of applies to many other goalies in the league. Sure. Yep. I like it. Cool. All right. Um, I think, are we, are we all good on? Col- oh, no. We're still talking about Columbus because uh, on the same day that, uh, the GM gets fired. They announced that one of the stadium series games is going to be in Columbus at Ohio stadium in 2025 against the Detroit Red Wings. Ew. Detroit gets another outdoor game. Garbage team. dude. Finally, some love for the Detroit Red Wings. In an outdoor game. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Hey, it's okay. On a scale About of time. Give me, give me, okay, producer analytics. Give me a list of how many. Go to the original six teams, original six, and tell me the number count of. I know Chicago's leading it. Chicago's obviously has the most outdoor games. Then probably, look, Boston's been in what four or five? Feels like four or five. Yeah. So I would go. So my 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 list would go Chicago, Boston, Detroit. Philly's been in. No, Philly's been in like three. I know they're not original six, but but so is Detroit. I think Detroit's at three or four. Uh, okay, the first Winter Classic, not the first, but they they okay they played Chicago in at Wrigley. They went to Toronto, and then they had a Stadium Series game against Colorado. So three. They've played in four. Oh, how did I miss one? Who they? Uh, so they, they played. So they played in. Right here. They played in. They played at the Leafs. They played the Centennial yep. Classic. They yep. played a stadium series with the Avs. Yep. They played another Winter Classic against the Leafs. 
and then they oh. played another Winter Classic against the Blackhawks. Yeah. Okay. So, so they okay. so they have been in three Winter the they've been okay, in so three just, Winter Classics and one one in stadium. stadium. Okay. So I just okay. I just blended the two Toronto ones together. That's that's my point. yeah. So, so yeah, that happens with Toronto. That does. It does. Sure. Um. Okay. So yeah, they they've been in. Okay. Fair. And and I'm not necessarily like as as a Red Wings fan, I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, we've earned it. This is great. It's it's these games are very much obviously now to make money if they it's shameless like it's not like you earn you don't earn these games like it's just random it's not random it's all about money so for the record 100%. just as a as a since i am the the only one who looks at stats on this podcast sure um top 10 outdoor Drag. top 10 teams that have played the most outdoor games i'll let you we'll we'll make this a game you got i'll have you guys guess what are the top 10 teams chicago's number one no they're they're tied for number one Oh, Pittsburgh's okay, number well, one for sure. Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh and Chicago are tied for number one. Okay. 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 They've each played in six outdoor games. Okay. Yeah. Um, Chicago's one in five. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm going to say one in five. Garbage, are, we count, are we counting Heritage Classics? Uh, this is, uh, I think they are. Uh, this is the NHL stats page, and it just says outdoor games. So I think. Oh, NHL. God. Those kits, those well, kits from the Heritage are fucking sick, though, right? That's right. Well then, it's Whoa, gotta be with the, with the light brown gloves. It's gotta oh. be like Calgary, right? Calgary's been in like no. three or four. No, okay. No, right. Calgary's Calgary's thirteenth. They've been in three games. Yeah. Oh, for Heritage. Okay, so then Boston. Boston is number three. They've been in five. Yep. Yeah. Um. Then I'm gonna say Philly. Philly is tied for third. They are also have also been in five. Okay. Um, so you got the top four. Rangers. Rangers are number five. They've been in four. Nice. Okay. Uh, then your Red Wings. I don't think there's another one at. I don't. I don't think there's another one at four. That's got to be the Red Wings. Red Wings have been in four. They are tied with the the Rangers. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a hint. two more teams that are tied with the Rangers and Red Wings with four outdoor games. Ooh. Stadium. Are we yeah. counting stadium stadium series? Yeah. It just says outdoor games, so I'm assuming so. Edmonton. Or no, Edmonton. I'm sorry, Toronto. Toronto is one of them. Yep. Yeah. So there's one more team tied with four, and then there's another. The last one. Uh, the last teams have only been in three. Okay. Vancouver? No. It, no. If if you think about teams that are good in the early two thousands, you'd probably come up with it. Oh. Not Islanders. Not the Islanders. Mary said Rangers. Oh, fuck. Devils haven't. East Coast. Them. Okay. Okay. Let's East, let's try East, to dive in a little bit. East, East Coast. Eastern Conference team. Okay. Oh, what else you got? What kind of hints? So, what, what kind of hints we got? One of them in the early 2000s was a perennial playoff team uh, that you know didn't quite get over the hump. The other one, the other one, the other one's going to be harder to. It's easier to come up with from the team perspective, less the success the team has had. Okay, we already said Boston. It's not it's Tampa. Not, it's not Montreal. Montreal. Montreal is one of them. That's the team that, uh, irregardless of the success they had, Montreal has also been in four outdoor games. They played oh, in a okay. lot of a lot of Heritage Classics. Okay. Would uh, sure. it? It wouldn't have been Washington. It is Washington. It's the Washington. No, is it really? Really? I would they, not. They they played in the early 2000s. They played in a lot of those with Ovi and and Sid. That makes sense. Okay, so you're just yeah, yeah. Outdoor games in the early 2000s. They've also been in four. Yep. That just playing sense. into who's good at the time. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you're playing oh, gotcha. and and okay. yeah. and it was and you know you market Ovi and Sid and and I think they yeah. played the the yeah. Flyers and Giroux. 
and then now then and ten was the the Edmonton Oilers. They've been in three. They're tied with the Kings, the Sabers, the Flames, and the Avs. The Kings. That's a that's a random one. Kings dude. have had no. They've weirdly had Stadium series. Few. Like they they they've played in some outdoor games. Like yeah. they, that's they crazy. So don't. Yeah, against the Ducks, man. No, yeah. that was a, that was a that was a stadium series. But yeah, that was a fucking mm-hmm. that was a sick yeah. one. They had a they had a hell of a time keeping that ice cold but yeah yeah oh yeah god yeah well it was it was better than like tahoe oh yeah i gotta i actually have i have two fucking i got two ducks jerseys in my in my repertoire from that game so nice yeah good shit oh fuck see i like those that you know that's fun fun. yeah i I definitely don't mind the outdoor games It, it breaks up the monotony of the regular season for sure i just wish there was more of a structured like earn this game kind of thing instead of it just being gary bettman saying i think these two teams will make the most money <laughs> these will be good i yeah. love those heritage the heritage light brown gloves and pants oh those are so fucking sick dude yeah those are yeah. good kits man yeah they do a good job with those good shit all right uh last but not least before we go into our mid-roll uh flurry martian and pertangelo oh. have played a thousand games part of the silver Crazy. club now crazy craziest um, is flurry yeah as a thousand games as, only. as an indie that's yeah fucking as a tendy that's nuts that's so sick yeah so sick i mean best case scenario your starting tendy plays what three quarters of your games yeah right he's that's so sick okay so real quick to, to make this interesting flurry marshawn pretangelo hall of famers yes or no two of the three Flurry, yes. The other two, no. Oh, okay. I got, I got Marshan, dude. I think, I, I think Marsh, I think Marshan is, is. I okay. I think he'll be, he'll, he'll, he'll be, he'll be a ballot guy for a little bit, but I think Flurry eventually makes it. Okay, I, I, okay. So Flurry, I think, does not deserve it, but will get in. I think Marshan, I, I think Marshan does deserve it and will get in. I don't think Bertangelo deserves it, and I don't think he gets in. My, I think, my, I think, yeah, go for I was it. Say, my issue with Marshand is Marshand really didn't become Marshand until he was like 29. Like he, like he's his, he, I don't think he's going to have the career stats to get there. Mm. And, and as for as much as he loves to say that he took that contract because you take less when you want to win and like, haha Maple Leafs, sure. like he was not Brad Marshand when he signed that contract. Sure. He signed that sure. contract and it was a fair market deal. And then How he, old is he turned right now? to uh brad marshall he is i think he's 29 that's my guess i'd say brad marshall is 35 holy fuck that was way okay. off he, he did not become who you think of brad marshall being until he was much later in his career he so was he's only got he's only got one or two years left but but those yeah. bruin teams those bruin teams for rookies and shit were tough to come up because they no, they sure. were they were pushing yeah, and 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 little little guys, man. You know, I I, I got respect like, for little guys. Martin St. Louis is the only 100%. random jersey I have in my fucking repertoire because he was just a, he was a tiny dude. You know, yeah. yeah. Danny, so, Danny Briere. Yeah, it's, it's just harder. Yeah, Danny Danny Briere. Danny Briere is the back post magician. Yep. He literally was right. sit on that fucking back post and score goals, dude. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. I, dude, I, I said 29. I thought he had some years left. In him. Yeah. So yeah, I, okay. I can see that. I can see, I can see one. I can see flurry. Okay. Uh, if Fle- I don't, I don't think flurry does it. Flurry has an impressive win record, but personal stats, they're 
they're good. Like, but they're you know, it's not. But, but, but nowadays, but nowadays, lots of people make the fucking Hall of Fame for dumb reasons. So, here's yeah, the other thing with here's the Hall me. of Fame. It's going to be jammed up for the next few years, right? Like, yeah, think of sure. the guys that are playing right now. Like, in the depending on when everyone retires, you're going to have Kane, you're going to have Taves, you're going to have Crosby, yep. you're going to have Malkin, you're going to have Latang, you're going to have Quick, yeah, you're going to have Kopitar, you're going to have Doughty. Like, there's not a lot of room in the next handful of years for yep. borderline guys yep. to get in, sure. because there are there's a generation of like slam dunk sure. guys that are going to be just taking up slots. I don't, and yeah, I, I don't think. I, and I would have said Flurry is a no until that until the Vegas season, like until the oh, yeah. he'll, Vegas. He'll, he'll get in. He's, a thousand he's, games, man. You're doing you're well, doing yeah, something games. right at a thousand he's, games. He's right? gonna get in. He's, he's, he's likable. He's gonna he, get in. He, when you win, like I know wins as a goalie stat is problematic. He had more wins than Patrick Waugh. Like that's a hard that's a hard like thing to line up good. against. Yep. Especially yeah. for the people that are on the committee that vote on these things, so, you got to you got to get lucky. Yep. Yep. Yeah, like, you got to you got to get lucky to be on teams that are that fucking good that you have that many wins, right? Like you're yep. like, yep. there's a reason he was drafted in the first round, right? Yep. Yep. He's he, you know, and that's the thing is, and that's kind of what I was alluding to. You don't run into tendies who have an actual fucking personality. Yep. No, very <laughs> often. I mean, it's yep. very rare that we see. Or if they do, they're hold fucking weird. Well, yeah, I mean, you get yeah, you get interviews like, with Ilya Brzezgalov where he goes, he's, he's just game. It's just game. It's I play just hockey. game. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. yeah, exactly, dude. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Flurry gets in. I think Marshawn Marshawn's going to be in that Bergeron, Getzloff, Kopitar, yeah. Yeah. He, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. All, Kane, Kane and Taves will get in. Yeah. I think Kane we, over Taves, but. Can we agree yeah. that Petro's not getting in? Who? Not, not unless he starts like racking up Norris, yeah. which I don't seem to. I think he's like, for me, he's yeah. going to be a Hall of Very Good guy. He's him not, and Marsh, him okay. and for me, both Let's, in that's fine. Two AD man, he just it's, not, it's yeah. I'm it's being positive like, this episode for some reason that wasn't planned. Um, Stop. Stop it. I, I know. I don't I, like I'm it usually the fucking one that's firing brimstone. Negative. Um, right. That's usually what I am. But to give Petro credit, will he get his jersey retired in St. Louis? Probably. Hundred percent. Uh, oh yeah like he's gonna be up there like he's gonna get his jersey hung up in st louis he's Ooh. probably gonna get a jersey retirement in vegas Florida's good question get, like they're all gonna get jersey good question they're all gonna get jersey retirements yeah good yeah. question for both of you does flurry get his jersey retired in vegas he should he fucking should but uh, but it's the same thing uh, with revo that right? wasn't so that wasn't a yes that was a it should yeah well so it's the same I, thing I, I with revo as soon as, as soon as both those guys left, they won a cup, right? So like, right. you know. But I mean, when when hockey was becoming an actual fucking sport in that city, he was the face, right? I mean, he it was it was for Mark Andre Fleury. He, yes, he's responsible for building that fan base. Yeah, and he, a little. He, he put, I mean, he was nine thirty. Took him to a cup in their first season. Like won the Vez. Such a he said, yeah, he was nine thirty. Won the Vez. Like he's such a beloved figure but that i think, but that, I, think he, I think he gets an i think he gets his number retired in but that's the thing is like that's that's so good to true you know i won't say true but like hardcore hockey fans right like that that means a ton to you know random fans he was there for two years doesn't fucking matter he wasn't there no. when the cup happened right so like he he was a flash in the pan for them 
Yep. Whereas, you know, people, people like us three who've been, you know, and, and people listen to this podcast because we're all educated. We've been, we've been, we've known who he is and what he's done for so long. So, yep. um, but yeah, but I think Jersey retirements it. are for fans. That's kind of where I've sure. come back. Yeah, 100%. Like, there's 100%. a reason fan favorites that didn't put up the numbers, like, you know, get their numbers retired. Like, and, and I, th- I think that's, he's going to fall in, especially the context of that first season in Vegas with, with obviously the, the tragedy that happened and, the way that city kind of yep. like rallied around that team yep. and the the whole misfits thing, agreed. He wins a Vesna for them. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets if he gets a jersey retirement for them. Yeah, I think Robin Leonard gets in over him, but you think so? I think Robin Leonard retires his number at his snake farm. I, yeah, I think Robin Robin Leonard retires in the third league mm-hmm. in Russia. Is he dead? I think he might be. Dead. No, I think he's doing well. You think so? Yeah, I think he's I think he's really thriving. Like okay. like Aaron said on his snake farm. I think he loves his snakes, man. No, they bankrupt him. Does. He doesn't that's not a thing. He it's over. It's he he's been had. Whoever sure. sold him the snakes got his money and ran away. <laughs> that doesn't mean well, he doesn't let's, love his snakes. Sure, but let's let's pay for Robin Leonard and his snakes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's right. Let's give him more money to With make sure the mid roll. Huh? Here we uh, go. Here uh, we go. Actually, real quick, quick, quick hit, and then and then pay our bills. Nope. Uh, nope. Flurry is he getting traded? He should. Yes, hundred percent. Where's he going? He should. Where's he going? Carolina, uh, New Jersey, Carolina or Toronto? Just... I, Ooh, I'm Toronto. Too. You know, uh, I would hate Toronto. I would hate for I would hate for MAF to be in fucking Toronto, dude. They're not gonna send him to Toronto. Okay, I so if, hate that. if I'm if I'm picking one, he's going to New Jersey. No, I'm okay with that, right? No. Like worst case, and so he go he gets hot, and Vanacek can learn from him. Nah, right? I'm they, I'm they totally, want. I'm totally. They're okay not looking. They're not looking to somebody to support the starter. They need New no, Jersey they, needs a starter. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying, but like, but they 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 can throw Vanacek on the bench and be like, dude, this this is how it's fucking done. What you've been doing is garbage. Jer- Jer- Jersey's circling around Markstrom, Gibson, and Merzlinkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they want to. They, they want a starter. Carolina yeah, they, makes they, more sense to me for Fillery because they, he can he can be I the agree. supplemental. He can be yeah. the supplemental goalie. And I yeah. think with Carolina, they have three tendies, right? So you bring in you bring in Flurry. You're basically just you ship trying to make a push for the you're trying to make a push this year and trying to figure out what the fuck you have for next year, right? right. Like well, I, I think you know, so I I don't mind that. Let's be realistic. Flurry's got maybe one year left. Yeah, if Flurry's going to a guy, the, a team that thinks he can put him over the top this year, and that's what, yeah, that's why I said that's why I think. And now then thinking about it more, I think Toronto is the team. Not that he, not that he's going to get over the hump in Toronto, but like they're sure. looking for quick fixes. And there, there's there's yeah, an argument. This team, is, dude. There's there's 100%. an argument that this is his last year. Like I think I think that's I think it is too. I, I there's an I argument think, to be made that it's his last year, if not second to last year. Like so, but I think be, I think and I think that's why he has a little bit of you know he has some decisions to make and has some control because if if it truly is in his mind that it's his last year. So, you know, I don't even know if it's a deep run. I think it's just fun run, right? Like it's just a, it's just a 5k color run, right? Like right. it's just, you know, you're just having a good time and, and, and Carolina made it to the, to the fight, to the conference finals last year. Right. So yep. Yep. Yeah, to me, he's got a, he's got a no move, right? So he, right. They he's, can't deal him without, without it. So he's, 
he's yep. got leverage in this situation. So he's not yep. they're not going to ship him off to somewhere where he's not going to have Well, a and it would make I mean, if I'm a Buffalo or something like there's no reason for me to take on Mark Andre Fleury. So No. Um so yeah, I mean, he's he would to me, he is there for insurance on the back end for a cup run. Like he's not he's not my starter and actually if he is my starter, you've got problems like if that's you're new jersey on, and toronto though yeah that's if you're a bringing problem, in mark right? andre Fleury to be your starting goaltender to make a cup run or a playoff push you got you got more problems like sure. that's not an like Fleury is there to supplement maybe bail out attendee if he's rough or somebody gets hurt um you know in the playoffs kind of thing like that's that's more of a flurry situation no one said edmonton but that's also that doesn't edmonton. make sense to me they they okay. need a starter they need they you know is skinner Skinner played very well through their 16 game win streak. He's yeah, very well. I feel, I feel like we're drawing correlations between like Skinner and Grubauer. Like, like he has a good stretch and then we forget that he was absolute trash for the first one of them. Isn't one of the highest paid goalies in hockey. That's very true. Right. One of them is like 22 years old. That's very true. So, all right, let's let's pay let's pay some bills before we get crazy here. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. That's impressive. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Oi. Oi, caramba. Yep. That's a fucking mouthful, bro. All right. That's right. All right, so so Taylor, we kind of buried the lead a little bit. We got to talk sure. about the most pressing thing that's ever happened in hockey, and that is Morgan Riley murdering Ridley Grieg. Specifically, on hockey night in Canada. Yes, specifically the most pressing thing that's ever happened on hockey Twitter. Yep, because Twitter absolutely fucking exploded over this. Well. The hockey world revolves around Toronto, right? Sure. Yeah. Let me okay, let me let me set this up. Do we have do we have this queued up for video? Because it it really is worth a fucking video and our sound listeners figure out what YouTube is because that's you know that's the future. Or, or, or just look it up when you have some time. Or just look it up when you have some time. Um so to to add you know to 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 kind of throw all of these into the fire. Morgan Riley gets a five game suspension for cross checking Ridley Gregg in the face, the, the, or, or neck. Sorry. Sorry. It's not in the face. Guys. Head, okay. the head area. 
Uh, it's a five game suspension. He did have an in-person hearing, which is, which is usually, um, you know, five to, I think it's five to more five plus, like it, five it, plus. it gives them the option. It gives yeah. them the option of, of giving a suspension more than five and the in-person, it was moved to virtual or did it end up being in person? Cause I know they, it was moved to virtual because yeah, it was moved to zoom because the winter storm in New York. So yeah, zoom basically making more, making more of a joke of the whole like paradigm of, you know, sure. Uh, in person versus digital like it's bring him bring him in, bring him on to zoom so that we can basically tell him what we decided three days ago what he right. was gonna get yeah um yeah so so yeah <sighs> tons of talk there's a ton of different outlooks on this it realistically is just the toronto fan base against the world because i don't think there's a lot of people outside of toronto who said yeah, Morgan Riley did exactly what he fucking should have done. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, me in that camp. I'm in that camp. Yeah, and that's, I'm why, also, that's why you're a fucking loser, though, dude. No, but I'm in the camp of everybody did exactly what they should have done. I loved it from uh, from, from start to okay. finish. I okay. Problem, Explain I problem yourself. With, Explain I, yourself. I don't have a problem with any of it. I don't have, why I don't, is have, cross-checking someone in the neck what they should have ever done? Because he took a clapper into the empty net, and that's the code. You don't do that. So your your ego is so thin. No, no, so fucking I love weak. that he I love that he took the clapper. I love that he did it. It's it's fucking like it, it takes me back to like inner like it's wrestling, like it's drama. Yeah. I fucking love the it. Clapper yeah. is great. Like, yeah, Clapper's like fucking I, amazing. I love the clapper. I love that because you're not supposed to do it. You know, it's like it's like the, the Detroit Red Wings. Why? Got, who 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 decided that? It's the some dude in the fifties. You, you know it's the code like it's you know that no, it's the unwritten it. rule i'm not saying i but but that's the unwritten rule okay so he did it and sure. i was it like was oh that's the biggest fucking middle figure to Fuck got, yeah. like oh this is like the ottawa senators fucking you're showing they're, they're the 28th team in the league they're fucking terrible bottom dweller just, ottawa senators continue. they just beat they just beat their mortal enemies on home ice yeah they're showing yeah. up you know they're on home ice and like the arena's 75 percent leafs fans okay so i they disagree might as well, with that but continue. they might as well have been in toronto anyway um anyway comes in ices the game with an empty netter claps it in just to be a fucking dick Love it. I love the drama. I love getting fucking giving it to Leafs fans. Love all that shit. And then the fact that Riley got pissed about it and went after the dude. I fucking love that too. It's it's entertainment. It's exciting. That's showbiz, baby. Woo! Love it. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I you know what? You know what? I agree. And you know what the best video slash picture of this entire event is is behind the goal where Greg is winding up a fucking slap shot into the empty net and oh. Riley's at the blue line, not moving his fucking skates at all. <laughs> you know what? That cocksucker deserves a slap shot into the fucking empty net. Fucking he didn't even, he didn't do goddamn shit to try to stop that empty netter. No. You know what? You deserve that clap bomb into the fucking back of the twine, dude. Absolutely. You know what? But, but I will agree with you. Riley, you know what? You know, in that situation, hell yeah, Greg. I think it's Fuck fucking yeah. sick. Take that clap bomb every every goddamn time. Every open net from here on out should be a fucking slap shot. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I, because if it starts a fight after that, I'm fucking in it. I love it. 100%. Yeah. But what Riley did is over the fucking fence. Okay? You go up. You go right. up. 
check him, right? Throw a shoulder into him. Drop your gloves before you even fucking get over there, nope, right? Fight his ass. Throwing your stick fair. up into, okay, Toronto that's fans, fair. a Toronto fans, I will give you, maybe he was trying to cross-check, what, the top of his fucking shoulder? No, he was trying to cross-check him in the head. There's no, yes. there's no okay. excusing that. Okay, thank you. Right? So, so okay. If if he's trying to do that, drop the fucking gloves six is, feet out and fight his ass. Right? This is, okay. That's yeah. the correct response. This is exactly like if, if this kind of happened with Marshawn. Like, if Marshawn came up to a dude and licked somebody, and then that guy immediately turned around and tried to take and tried to take his top, fucking top row out with the fucking bower of their stick, like... This is this is a that's fantastic sequence. That's I love it. shit, though. I, I love it all. Shit. That's no, Morgan Riley. That's Morgan Riley never having dropped the gloves probably in his entire fucking life and making a decision. Probably. He has both hands on his fucking stick. So what's yeah. he gonna do? He's gonna cross check him in the fucking neck. That's love chicken it. shit hockey, dude. Love chicken it. shit hockey. Yeah. Make it. a move. I love love defending the clapper into the fucking back of the twine. Love that. That's totally fine. Cross checking mm-hmm. someone in the fucking neck head area you're a chicken shit that's a chicken shit move okay so so two things on this number one if you're ridley green you take this the slap shot into the net how are you not prepared for someone to respond you're anticipating you should be like the fact like you do that and then he looks over he sees riley coming and granted he's not expecting a cross to the face he immediately just turtles. Like you have to be prepared for some kind of a response, but also of all of the Leafs teams over the last couple of years, this was supposed to be the one that this didn't happen to. They got Max Domi. They got Ryan Reeves. They they got harder to play against as people would say, right? Like this was supposed to be the team that had the physicality that your uncle really likes, like that, is the, supposed to have those guys, and then also like the after the fact, the and then also the men. yeah, and also after the fact when they line up, so the Leafs send out Ryan Reeves, and Brady Kachuk is barking at him, and it's like, dog, you're you're at home, you guys have last change, you could just go out there, mm-hmm. like you, mm-hmm. no one's stopping you, <laughs> like you know, like that's my. But there's thing. no it, one really on Ottawa. There's no one on Ottawa in the division that Reeves is well, in, though, right? There's like Brady Kachuk is not in Reeves' division, though. No, no, that's, well, no he's not the same fighter. But Reeves, I hear about I hear about how tough he is, and he fights all the time, and he fights Reeves all these is good guys. for one thing. Reeves yeah. is good for one thing: that's, fighting. That's it. Yes. Sure. At this at this point in his career, he doesn't play hockey, and he's not he's not even like a physical grinder. Like he is literally yeah. go out there and fight. And in this day and in the NHL, unfortunately, in my opinion, uh, there's. Yeah. It, it makes you useless. Right. And so, that's why he's been in the press box. But like, this was supposed yeah. to be the Leafs team that they, they, you know, they went out and their, their whole off season was you have McCabe who throws hits. Got to get went, grittier. Yeah. Got to get yeah, tougher. You got, you, we have to be harder to play against. We got all the skill and they went and got those guys and they're the worst team they've been in five years. And they're not. And Morgan that, Riley of all people is the one having to be like, this isn't Okay. And for as much as we want to talk about like moral victories, like come on, dude. Like if but you don't want him, if you closest. don't want him to take the slap shot, don't let him get a breakaway. Like don't don't lose the game before that, right? Yeah. Don't don't allow an empty netter. So the only thing I'll disagree with you on that, Aaron, mm-hmm. Greg doesn't turtle 
until he's been cross-checked in the fucking neck. Okay, but right? he and sees so, him so, coming, though. Sure, but that's not a turtle. That's not a but turtle. He, but he, but he's, not bra- he's not bracing for it at all. Like, and then the yeah, second... He's just casually skating. I don't disagree skating. with that. And, and agree with that. Right. I don't disagree with that. But turtle, turtling is a different... That's it. That turtling is a totally different definition, right? Turtling is he sees Morgan Riley coming, and what does he do? He jumps to the ice and he covers his fucking head. That's turtling, right? That is the literal definition of turtling. What he's doing is he's getting cross-checked in the fucking neck because he wasn't prepared for what he should have been prepared for. He should have understood that there was going to be a reaction to him taking what is a full fucking slap shot it's not a half shot it's not a three-quarter fucking chub it's a full slap shot he should have been prepared and i completely agree with that but he he doesn't turtle he turn he the only reason that he is turtling is because morgan riley whiplashed his fucking neck with a cross check that was very fucking dirty oh yeah right at that point yes he's turtled but it's the same thing with Cousins, right? It's the same thing. Good Branson came after him yeah. and fucking blindside clocked him in the fucking head. And then people are saying that he turtled. Fuck yeah, he turtled because he has no other fucking move. Right? I mean, the, he's, been, the, he's been, he has been X'd out at that the, point. He's been, he's been completely X'd out. Yes. That's just the way it goes. Right. And, so, and so, the thing I see, he, he looks over, he sees Riley coming. And that's 100%. Thing. Like, he puts his arm, like, he does put his like arm out. You, you know, like when you do something like that, you know that you're it's, styling on a team, right? For, like you're, those, you're not doing that for no reason. And by, and, and so you tee it up. And then when the, the response, they're going to love comes, that. You, you can't like <laughs> yeah. clutch your pearls and be like, oh no. Oh my God. I, I styled Brady on the Maple Kentucky's Leafs and hockey night in Canada. That's why and I love it. Brady's going to defend it. me. That's why I love it all. That's why I like, love it all. That's that's my problem with it. Is like if you're going to do that, cool. But then you have to own it. And then when Riley comes over and does something about it, you have to be like, "Well, I'm here." Like here we go. Know, whether whether he's going to like punch him with his glove on or have a scrap or, or whatever, whatever. Right? Like something is you have is to expect bound to happen. Hundred percent. I completely agree with that. And he absolutely did it. And that, and so turtling, maybe I'm overstating it, but that's, that's sure. my problem with it is like, you can't do that and then be like, Oh my God, they had a problem with that. Right. I'm going to have right. to atone. That's fair. For... That's fair. Yeah, right. Like that's yeah. that, to me, that's, that's where I, that's where I kind I just, of break with a lot of it. I love it all. I love it all. The whole sequence is just, it's that's entertainment, baby. I fucking love it. Yeah. We need more yeah. of that shit in the but, NHL. We need more spark. We need more energy. We need more dudes fucking going after each other and pissing. Like we, we remember the old NBC days where they're like Wednesday night rivalry between the Blackhawks and the Minnesota wild. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like yeah, there's like, no why? goddamn cool. rivalry between these two. Like <laughs> that, that does, you just made that up. Like that doesn't make any sense. Uh, like we haven't had a good, like actual two teams fucking hate each other rivalry since the days of like Colorado and the Red Wings. Yeah, I and I love it because Ottawa and Toronto fans absolutely fucking blew up on Twitter. Yeah, it was oh, amazing. Yeah. The amount of the amount of Toronto fans that were literally like three days ago, if one of their players would have been cross checked in the neck, oh, would have absolutely heard never heard the end of it. Fucking like been calling for this guy's head and forty game suspension and blah blah blah. And Morgan Riley does it because some guy hurt his feelings. Right. And and they're completely okay with it. It's bullshit. He has a hearing. 
he should get a fine. Fuck off, dude. Like, you know what I, I mean? I just, I love it. I love that love shit, it. dude. Yeah. It's it, great. If it wasn't Hockey Night in Canada, it's like a couple of tweets and then we all like, oh yeah, he should be suspended and then we sure. move on. But because right. it was it, Hockey Night in Canada, so, we exactly. have to have a three-day, we have to have the discourse and then the discourse mm-hmm. about the discourse and then mm-hmm. all the well, projections and- about Dops and then the actual hearing and then God forbid the next time a leaf gets cross-checked in the face, we're going to have to have a whole other conversation. hundred percent. And I think, and I think the, the other side of it was the broadcast on hockey cat hockey night in Canada basically said it's Ridley Greg's fault that he got cross-checked in the fucking neck, dude. I mean, I'm I mean, so sorry. That's all. Co- that's all code. Like if you don't want to, if you don't want to get style on, don't give up the empty net goal. But also sure. if you're going to, if you're going to take that slap shot, you have to expect some kind of verse. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but we're basically like, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a double standard, right? Because that same crew is very much like the Toronto Maple Leafs fans that would say, you can't cross check people in the neck. And then Morgan Riley does it because someone does a little extra to an empty netter. And now it's okay. Right. It's just, it's, it's a oh, double standard and it's just, home it's fans total, that it's are going to be home. Bullshit. It's Especially bullshit. Toronto. Fans. It's all Toronto fans. I didn't see, there wasn't any Toronto fans that were like, I'm a Toronto fan. And like, yeah, Morgan Riley kind of crossed the line. It was like, fuck that dude. I'm going to the fucking grave with this dude. Like, I, I don't know. It's it, crazy. Like I said, I don't. I don't think he crossed the line. I think it was like there's a lot more. I think he crossed plays. the line. Of course, he crossed the line. No, he should definitely be suspended. But if he had, oh, yes, he should be suspended. He should be suspended. But if he like, hadn't done at... anything, we'd have a conversation about how soft the Leafs are. They just let team, like you know what I mean. Like there's a, either way that was gonna draw a lot of conversation because it's a national game. Sure. And he's doing that to to the Leafs, and they have a big fan base and whatever, right? But like, that's just some, the you know, wrong people, There are some people response. that are going. There are some people that are going totally like. What if he doesn't fight? George Peros conspiracies, and like people are going crazy in every direction about it. But like, yeah, it was. If Greg know, doesn't he, fight, then uh, then there's uh, it's. I don't. I I think the response was it, it, everything was just fantastic about it. I love it. If he doesn't fight, you drag his ass to the fucking ice. And. You, you, you like I would literally sit there in his face like I'm fucking Radko Gudis against the Toronto Maple Leafs of last year, and I'd put his ass onto the fucking ice, and then I'd yell in his fucking face, dude. If he doesn't want to fight me, that's that's the way I'm that's the way I'm doing it, you know. Like I like I'm gonna make sure that he fucking remembers, dude. You know, well, but cross checking him it. in the neck, that's not the right answer. That's a that's a bad answer. Yeah, no, he, he should be suspended. bad answer. I, I don't I don't even have an issue with five games. Like I think whatever the, yeah. the suspension I think itself, right. I think it's fine. So should have been Peron. Should have been Peron six. But real quick, real quick, let's run it through. So you've got the the Dusty Bender suspension trio here. Uh, did he do it? Absolutely, hundred percent. Absolutely did it. Uh, no doubt, no doubt in our mind. Um, was there intent to injure? Probably, yeah. Most hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. What, right. Was there an injury on the play? No. Uh, so, uh, you know, based on our scale, this is probably, you know, a three to four game suspension. So five is a little high, but at the end of the day, um, you know, if, if head if head contact is available at all in any of this, they're going to have a problem with it. So I'm, um, I'm a data guy. I'm a fucking data guy. As much as I love being, you know, on this podcast, not a data guy. Take your take take your fucking data. Right. What's what's the what's the last situation or the last five situations? Because, you know, at the company I work for, it's the last two years. Right. What's the last two years that are very similar situation to this? Peron is six games. 
that's a six game fucking suspension. They won't, it's that but fucking it, easy. It's they, that fucking easy, dude. But they, they don't. But they don't do precedent like they that. They famously right? like, garbage. They that's garbage. garbage. Like, that's don't, the problem. They famously don't do precedents. Every situation is taken on a case by case basis. They do not judge. I, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying, and that's to the frustration of hockey fans. Like you can you can show you know three different clips of the same hit from three different games where it's you know, <laughs> almost identical. That's very true. And it, very and it's true. you're going to get three different answers because they will they refuse to set precedents. They don't want to be bound to be like, oh well, you know, five years ago under the Shanahan administration. Uh, this this X hit got Y punishment. They don't want to be held to that, so they they take every situation on. Fucking you know, boomers, dude. It's annoying. It's it's very annoying because it, it always every time there's suspension, fan bases come out there and say this hit is identical and it got X amount of games and this got sure. Y. And then we sit here being logical creatures, going like, "What the fuck? Why is it this way?" Sick of answer, being logical. Well, the answer is there is nothing logical about it. They take everything on a case by case basis and spin the wheel. So, so, so that's where I that's where I like where some of these Ottawa fans were coming from with this. Throw twenty games out there because that's that's all DOP is fucking doing. They don't fucking know. They have they, there's absolutely no information to prove that it should have been five games. It's just whatever whatever fucking card was drawn. Like sure. it's, it's insane, dude. So it's insane. I, I, I get it. And it, and it did. And because it's Ottawa and Toronto, it, it generated a lot of a lot of buzz. So, I mean, it, it's at the end of the day, don't give up an empty net goal. You don't have to worry about getting clap bombed on uh, okay. when you do clap bomb into an empty net. Expect a fucking response. You know, that uh, you, like that's yes. a giant for the yeah. for casual listeners and casual hockey fans. Clap bombing into an empty net is basically a giant fuck you like mm-hmm. it is. Like the mm-hmm. biggest way of being like, yeah, you guys fucking suck. Fuck you. Like, is that is that the worst way to score? No, an empty net it's not goal? the worst, but okay, it's yeah. I'm you know right up there with doing the pull cue where you're sliding on the ice and you poke it in. You know the the one the one that people started bringing up old footage and shit is uh, they literally stopped on the goal line. That those are oh, bad. Yeah, and yeah, fucking waited for them to skate up those and then put it bad. in. That's fucked up dude those are so that's fucked. worse than a clapper dude and that's yeah, literally I'd zero response back I'd agree in the day that. dude yeah that's and that, crazy and that's an immediate that one's fight on site kind of thing so dude. oh yeah so you know uh if you clap bomb into an empty net expect a fight and yeah drop uh, immediately all right and and if you're going to, uh, i'm gonna put it this way if you're riley don't complain about it like I, I, I'm even. I know I'm in the minority here, where I, I think the response is fine. I think it's appropriate. It's, it's, but don't complain. Like, you, yeah, you're gonna do the crime. You did it. Do the yeah, time. you did it, dude. Yeah, oh, don't, don't try to, don't try to. Everybody did what they did, and they should just be. We should be like, okay, that makes sense. Let's move along. Like, yeah, don't you know? It's the Iceland, Iceland, and Mighty Ducks, like five minutes well worth right. it right where he's Agreed. yeah it's, it's exactly what it is you know like ottawa fans going like oh don't, you know because i'm not in that camp either i'm not in the you know like oh uh toronto's feelings got hurt because they clap no that's it's a hockey fuck rule. No. it's hockey like, baby let's yeah I, I agree like, i agree with that fuck you that's a huge stunt like that's that's you are yeah, doing that to provoke a response 100 percent um so i'm not in that camp uh, but I'm yeah, also but I'm ripping that fucking helmet off. I'm pulling yeah. that fucking front part of the Jersey. And I'm, you know what, if he doesn't want to fight, you know, I'm pulling that sucker down to the ice and I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm letting him know in his fucking ear, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, 
Yeah. And that's, and I think that's, the, that's the right response. And, and O'Reilly, it's uh, like I said, it's, it's an appropriate response to big fuck you. And he got five games and no one should complain. I, everybody did exactly what they were supposed to do. And, and uh, I love it. I love it. And Toronto's one and oh, since then. So they're, they're, they're two and oh, they won again tonight. Are they two, uh, they won tonight. They're, yeah. They won again tonight. Yeah. They won. Oh, fucking, who needs Riley dude? Just, just fill that roster with strictly defensive defensemen that don't really play D. Good for them. No for them. What's a defensive defenseman that doesn't play D? That just sounds like a pylon. Is that, uh, is that, is that, is that yeah. what we classify Tyler Myers as? Yeah, yeah, that's Jamie Alexiak, my guy. Big, is that Tyler Myers? Yeah, that's God. Tyler Myers, dude. Tyler Myers. <laughs> and his D partner Zadorov, dude. Is, is, that <laughs> is so maybe bad. maybe uh maybe a Jeff Petrie. Right. So, oh, Petrie's speaking, so good. Speaking yeah. of Tyler Myers and Canadian teams who did cool things. The Vancouver right. Canucks seems like they're in the process of acquiring Phil Kessel. None other. Yes. The None American other, folk hero, Phil Kessel. Bill oh, champ. North of the border. What are your, what God, are your thoughts on the true. potential signing, boys? Chance, give it to me. Um, It can't hurt, right? That's, I, you I, know, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily have strong... Everybody love Phil. Phil is... You know, this legend, everybody loves the guy. He is uh, a miracle of science because he just continues to defy what a professional hockey player should be, act, and look like. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, I, I think everybody roots for Phil Kessel except Toronto fans. Um, so, which I love more. That's why which, I like which, it. It makes it makes him – I love the guy. I love it. I love it for Phil Kessel um, in terms of – but, like, putting on my complete logical, like, X's and O's, numbers – does this help? Does this help them? No, I, no, it's negligible. Okay. I, you know, Kessel won a Stanley cup with the Vegas golden Knights by playing two games. Like he, you know, in the playoffs, it, it's, I don't think Ooh. that he's going to really, maybe it's a locker room thing. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't think it moves the okay. needle. It, they're not, it's not going to hurt. He'll sign for league minimum and, yeah. and be there just in case somebody gets hurt or something where they need help on the power play, you know, like Yager in his later years. Um, it, it, it can't hurt is I'm, I'm putting, I don't think it's going, it's not like a needle mover by any means. I don't think it's like, Oh, Phil's the final piece. And now they're contender. I don't think that that's it. Oh, okay. Let me, let me, uh, let me with it. Uh, Yeah. Fun. We never, we never get to differ on shit. No, we never. Um, so let me throw a name out to you. Okay. Pui, Pui Suter. Pui Suter is literally playing top line minutes for the Vancouver Canucks right now. Okay. Ilya Mikheyev, okay, who hasn't done shit since he's been over to Vancouver. He had okay. an okay season last year. Hasn't been anybody this year. Uh, playing second line minutes, kind of bouncing back and forth between the fourth line and the second line. Mm-hmm. And the only guy in this, you know, top 12 on the forward group that should probably be paying t- top six minutes and isn't is Connor Garland. And mm-hmm. Phil, Phil, Phil can come in and Phil can play. If you need to spark your power play, Phil's cheeseburger eating ass can fucking yeah. fill that top power yeah. play. He's, he's no pun sk- intended. He's going to skate nine minutes a night. Hell yeah. yeah. And, and he's going to be a power play specialist. That's Hell yeah. Yep. So, so throw, so move Connor Garland up because McKay has been trash mm-hmm. and- Pui Suter has been playing pretty good, but I mean, it's easy to play good with the players that he's playing with, right? So 
just throw Kessel on that second power play third line. That's a nice, nice addition to your forward group. Realistically, do I think that team probably needs D more than than forwards? Yeah, hundred percent. But after they after they made Zadorov, he's not. I'm not saying he's going to make the team worse. It's it's not that. It's just like I don't think that he's going to come in and like all of a sudden the power play is just going to like go up. You know. 20 points or 20 yeah i don't points. i don't disagree with that but at league minimum fuck yeah dude I'll, I'll take a top nine right winger where the team realistically has brock besser on right wing and that's really about it if if phil signs for league minimum comes on and just to round out the power play and maybe give the mm-hmm. top guys a, some breathing room as he sk- he rounds out the third or fourth line sure. great like it's not I, I don't think it hurts the team i just don't yep. think it's like a massive needle mover by any means. Sure. So, so I've got their, I've got their like line combinations pulled up right now. So their top power play unit right now is JT Miller, Lindholm, Besser, Patterson, Hughes. Mm-hmm. And then on their second power play unit, it's Niels Hoglander, Pia Suter, Connor Garland, Hironik, and Mikheyev. If you slot Phil Kessel under that wing slot, you, you move Hoglander it's around. Better. You're running, you're running Garland, Phil Kessel, Mikheyev, Hironik with it's the season that Aronik's having that helps. that's that's that, that's a, that seems to me to be an upgrade on your second power play unit you run him on the, you run him on your fourth line you know you you slot him in you can either bump sam lafferty or phil di giuseppe it's like it's a you're, you're adding a 36 a year old winger at the end of the it's day. a depth it's a depth it's, piece. it's yeah. a minimal like i said it's I, I don't see it as much of a needle it's again let me let's but experience, the, the though, Golden right? Knights I mean, played him two games in their playoff run, and then he sat the bench the rest of the time. And sure, even, sure. And even during the season, like, mm-hmm. I think he only put up, like, 10, 15 goals in an 82-game season. So Sure, but he's been on playoff teams, whereas, like, a lot of these guys haven't seen a ton of playoff experience, right? Sure. So, I mean, in, in reality, you're basically bringing in, uh, I mean, what we're looking at, best-case scenario, top-nine guy, second power play guy, who has done it, right? I mean, like, yes, yes, he was, veteran presence. you know, yeah. veteran presence, baby. So, I, you know, I, I love what Vancouver's doing with this, right? If yep. they bring, even if they bring him in for 1.5, 2 million, like 2 mil, I would still have no problem with, right? Like, I, I don't think they've got the cap for that, but they don't have the cap. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know their fucking cap space. I'm not a, I'm not a uh, doctor, um, but, you know, but, yeah. Uh, I've been I've been using that joke way too much lately. I gotta I gotta run that back. Um, but yeah, I mean like a top nine second power play guy. Fuck yeah, dude! Bring him in, see what he can do. Who knows, right? right. He gets and, hot. And worst case, worst case scenario, you bench him, and it's not that yeah. big a deal. I'm, I, like yeah. I said, it it doesn't hurt the team. I don't. It, it's you know maybe he gives up one shorthanded goal because he's not fact checking at all. Um, but yeah. you know I, I don't like I said it's it doesn't hurt the team, but I just don't see it much as a, I understand so. Okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll concede to you. It's a low risk, high reward move. Like if it doesn't yeah. work out, it's not a big deal. And if it right. and if it does, great. So, I okay, I I can wrap my head around it. I just don't like. I think I think especially since it's a Canadian market, a lot of people are going to champion this as like this is the final piece. And I don't I don't see it as that. No. Yeah, and I think I think you're fair. I think that's fair, right? I I don't know if this necessarily pushes them over. I love this team, but good for uh, Phil because Kessel, I, too. like yeah. Yeah, love and I, lo- I love I love Good Phil Phil the burger eating thrill. His 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 uh, Iron Man streak still alive, by the way. Fuck yeah! 
Good for him. It, it, for it him. has not. Iron it has Man. not officially ended yet. Like it's got to be what? called something else Rooting because for the it's dude. Phil, right? Like I, it's got. It can't be iron, dude. It's got to be. It's got to be something <laughs> a little more malleable, right? right? Like, the hot dog streak is still a little more flexible. Oh shit. Cool. malleable that's the most that's the most expensive word i know I, I, we've had malleable and pedantic on the show that's a no this is way a, uh, uh are we getting smarter i don't i don't like it it upsets me really. all right let's cut let's cut both those parts and just yeah let's uh, let's let's become irresponsible again let's talk about degenerate gambling okay um what you got what you got for me chance i okay. i brought it up last week I, you know what uh weird schedules again um yeah Looking what at, are we like, doing? What are we doing this weekend, though? Are we throwing money down on the game? We might. So, uh, for those, we probably should have said this at the top of the show, but we're idiots. So, uh, we will be uh, hosting the live stream on the Hockey Podcast Network for the Islanders Rangers game. Correct. Uh, we'll be we'll be going live on that. So, if you guys uh, want to see our smiling faces on a live stream, come and check us out. We'll be posting a link on Twitter and Facebook and all that, so you guys can find it. And I'm sure uh, our good buddy Kyle over at the Hockey Podcast Network will be will be plugging it as well. Uh, but yeah, Liam, we'll be... Armand, Donnell, you guys better fucking be there, or right. we're out, bros. That's right, absolutely. Uh, so we've got that coming up, and uh, talking. So, so there's only one game tomorrow. So you know, uh, our DraftKings odds right now, um, not necessarily amazing. The only game that they have odds for right now is I think the Coyotes Carolina game. One game. What the fuck? Are Which I uh, leave it to leave it to scheduling. You know, like leave it to the NHL to just really Schedule. knock it out of the Such park with this. You think Gary oh, Gary jumps on like any any uh, like bad publicity he gets, and he's like, "Yeah, that scheduling department. Like we're moving people out and trying to bring <laughs> new people in. Like he's just like he tries to play it off too. No, in God, fact, in fact, bad, in dude. fact, I think he try. Like maybe one day he'll go in. Like he's he's more of like a disheveled child. Like he walks into the scheduling department. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, hey guys, there's a lot of complaints about the scheduling." And then like some eggheaded, fucking angry, you know sexually yeah. repressed dude turns the corner and he's like do you want to fucking make the schedule and gary's like no i'm sorry i'm leaving god why is he sexually oppressed damn that's that sucks because, because find someone else that wants to sit there and try sure. to organize balance the schedules of 32 arenas like I, it's we, this is probably the biggest thing that i bitch about the most and yet would never want this job like i yeah, have a trip we, to sweden do, i have no answer like <laughs> yeah. i'm not sitting here going how do I'm we not, go from odds to this though i that's have no I'm solution i don't out. know i don't know but we, this there's is one so, game tomorrow that's how yeah yeah oh fuck that all right yeah let's get back right. on it right well but what i'm saying is is that it's i it's probably the thing that i bitch the most about and yet would never i have no solutions like i don't i Oh, chance. Well, your what's your alternative? I don't fucking have one. Okay, I, I do, don't dude. I got plenty of solutions. What, what is don't it? play is one it? game a fucking day. Figure out how There's you can be, manipulate the, point, the data. Dexter in the scheduling department is probably sitting there going, "Yeah, okay. Well, you tell Miley Cyrus to move her fucking concert tour." Yeah, and uh, it's like, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't, Miley, and, you know what? I don't fucking yeah. know. You know, and 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 the one game tomorrow is played in Mullet Arena, and they're the second tenant to a college stadium. Sure. So like, they're yeah, like college has been done. So for... you like from a scheduling perspective, you have Mullet Arena, you have all the arena availability. Plus, you sent four teams to Sweden, which screwed up schedules for four. Doesn't so, make any sense. so you end up in a situation Christ. where the Oilers have five so games dumb. in hand on teams that they're that's so chasing, dumb. Right? I don't. So I, like, I I will not. 
every once in a while I can be like, okay, Gary did this for money. I get it. I might think it's dumb, but it probably made the NHL money. I do not understand. Like it, but preseason games, send them to Australia, send them to fucking Japan. I don't give a shit. That's fine. Why are you holding regular season games outside of North America? Makes Sweden no already sense. likes hockey, right? Yeah, like I, what I are we doing here? And, and like th- this weird twisted idea that like, we're going to send the Detroit Red Wings and the Toronto Maple Leafs out there. A lot of Swedes on the, got, on the wings. We, we got a lot of Swedes. Like, yeah. the, to me, that makes no fucking sense. Like, the, the, the actual, like, professional games in Sweden probably get more attendance than those games did. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I, SHL is a good league, dude. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it for a second. So I, I don't... I, I don't have any answers. I'm not saying that I'm like, you know, I'll put me in charge of the fucking scheduling and I'll make sure. No, I, I would, I would probably get overwhelmed in a day. Uh, but yes, they, it's from an outsider's perspective. We look at this and we go, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, I think we sure. still yeah. have some teams that are so far behind on other teams. Like the, like, the Oilers oh, and centers have both played 50 games. The Oilers have four games in hand on the Kings as an example, right? Like, well, the Kings are good, so, so that's where well, I mean, yeah. you just run into like, you're, you're looking at like playoff standings and then it's like, oh, well, this team has, you know, four yep. games, three or four games in hand. Yep. They're two points back. Oh, but they have three games. So it's like, yep. it's it's hard to gauge where teams are in the standings even. Like, right. Yeah. Well, well so, Chance, so, so the wife is gone this weekend. Okay. I cannot bet from an app. I have to go in to Tacoma, Washington, and throw my fucking bets down boy what is what is going to be worth my 35 minute drive into the casino this weekend to put down Mm -hmm. for some hockey okay uh well for friday let's let's hit that because we do have that 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 one game uh right now the carolina hurricanes uh are favorites of that game minus 198 uh coyotes plus 164 uh, that's the money line over under uh, over is uh, the line is six, uh, a, hard, yeah. a, a soft six. So, okay. or yeah, a hard six. Sorry. Um, and then uh, minus 122 on the six. over uh, under is plus 102. And then uh, puck line, obviously Carolina Hurricanes plus 124 uh, for that. And the Yotes at minus 148. Um I, uh, if, if, if you're an absolute fucking degenerate and you are going to bet this game, uh, the over is, is what I'm eyeing. Why uh, though? The, neither of these teams, like this is, I think this is going to be a goalie battle, especially if Ingram's in net, dude, come on. I like this. I like, I like the six. Um, okay. I like the not okay. six and a half. It's six. Uh, I like that number and not to mention, and it also depends on the goal. Like if, if the coyotes decide to roll out, uh, um Ingram? veggie not no oh, not the, the one that's the playing well yeah yeah Vimelka. Um, if that does happen then yeah i mean it, it could yeah if it's Vimelka versus fucking ranta dude like yeah, yeah. okay i can see totally so I, I could see goalies there. and plus carolina you know it's i could it's the stage is set for that um you're an absolute fucking madman degenerate if you're putting any money on the coyotes in this game oh see that's me dude i'm fucking okay. nut job that's fair that's i'm fair. a nut job dude like you know just like the, the like coyotes have been struggling a little bit lately if they're gonna if they're gonna come back around it's gonna be on a good team like carolina right right um, like it's just yeah so in comparison i i think that that's why because like we sacrificed to have one game on a friday and then we have one two three four five 13. six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen four thirteen games sure um something that's like insane. that uh it's nuts so and i think the games kick off at what 
nine in the morning for us in the Pacific time zone. Is it really? Oh yeah. God, so, I'm not going to get anything done, dude. LA, Bo- LA Boston starts at 1230 Eastern. So that's 930 us. Correct. So that'll be Yuck. full day of hockey culminating with uh, a 5 PM. Well, it doesn't culminate. There's games even after that, but the, the big thing of the day is the, the, the devil's Philly taking on each other at 5 PM Pacific um, at, in the stadium series game. Uh, I would, I avoid outdoor games betting yeah, like the you plague. Don't know. Um, Probably going to be under though, right? Uh, I mean, three rip was winter classic, right? Like I, I think this, more often than not, it's probably. If this under. was a normal game between the Flyers and the Devils, I would say it's going over. But sure. it's the Stadium Series, and these games are always weird. You know, like it, teams are powered by the home thing, and I don't know. And plus, ice conditions are always unpredictable. What's what's um, our what's our uh, what's our line on the like? All out winner on that. You guys are gonna have to look it up on DraftKings. It doesn't show it, so maybe. You oh guys man, I got a, I got, I kind of got a flyer. I got a flyer. If we, got a, if we have a producer that can can try to dig up some odds for Saturday, I think that would be yeah, awesome. He, but draft DraftKings only has one. DraftKings only shows games tomorrow, so that's okay. Cool. I like that. That's a that's a fun game. To, that's a fun game to bet on. Yeah. I think for me, it, it you know even if the over is six and a half on the Ducks Maple Leafs, that's going over think so um yeah 100 100 uh canadians capitals is another one i could see going over oh you want to see an over uh florida tampa florida well yeah tampa tampa's been scoring some fucking goals dude yeah Yeah, those games and it's those games always turn into a fucking scoring fest yeah Um, i mean blue jacket sharks are on the board I, yeah, there, there's a lot of good overbets, which you and I love overbets, too. I I, I'm just more partial over, to them because, to me, that's a little more predictable. Like, sure. hockey hockey is sometimes just a, a game of bounces, and sure. a game can – any team can – even the worst team in the league can sometimes pull off a win against the best team in the league at any given time. Mackenzie um, Blackwood can stonewall a team. Totally. To fucking totally. two goals. Yep. Yeah, so – but to me over, but team, so that can change, but like a team's identity of like being a defensive team or, you know, run and gun or something like that. That's more of indicative of like, you can, you can kind of predict. Uh, so, you know, like, you know, you know, uh, Detroit nowadays, fuck man. I'd be betting the overs in every Detroit game at this point. Uh, yeah, they, they have, they have committed to a style of hockey that I cannot stand, but, sometimes works they are they are run and gun man they do not care about playing any defense they have basically conceded that cider is the only guy back there that is playing any sort of defense uh wallman is an offensive defenseman and Sherratt and petrie are just there to have a good time so um yeah detroit is fully committed to just we're going to outscore our problems um i would I would always bet the over on, on most Detroit games, especially if they're playing another team that is not sound defensively. Uh, as far as Saturdays, God, man, cause there's so many fucking games Saturday. It's hard to even like you mentioned uh, Columbus and San Jose. That's, that's got the makings of a shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, the Winnipeg, problem with that game, it could also be fucking one rip. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Odd shark has Columbus minus one thirty in that game. Fuck. Okay, so Odd Shark is actually showing some stuff. Yeah. Um, gotcha. So I, you know, looking at the, looking at all of that in the day, man, uh, like for sure. But so I'd throw, I'd throw money on the over into the Detroit game. I would throw money on the over in the Florida Tampa game. 
and I would probably, if I was going to bet like straight up, if I had to pick a team, um, fuck, this is tough. Uh, maybe Dallas over Edmonton for the money value. Like I bet, I bet that game is very close, like in terms of odds favorites. Yeah. Uh, so odd shark has Dallas money line minus 122 and then Edmonton money line minus 102. Okay, so yeah, that that game is pretty close. They think that that, that's going to be basically a toss up. Um, I would, I would, I, I would like the money on on Dallas. That's that's not terrible. So that's not too bad. All right, cool. Wrapping up. I think that's about it. Uh, I I think that we've covered basically everything that's going on in the world. Um, I'll end on the Kraken are bad and they should sell. That's that's basic. That's my thoughts on that. So. I uh, appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, if you guys haven't already, please subscribe to us or follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, and to get the show, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all, all the podcatchers. We're on basically all of them. Uh, do us a favor and subscribe once again. Reminder that we are going to be doing the live stream of the Islanders Rangers stadium game on Sunday. So tune into that. We'll be putting out the link on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, if you follow the uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, they'll be probably putting some stuff out too to plug that game in our live stream. Make sure you check us out. And uh, if you guys ever want to be support our dream of uh, having a hockey podcast and it actually, you know, supporting our lives sort of, uh, reach out to us. Buy some merch. We've got plenty of it now. Uh, we've got we got some, but pictures of some sick hats. You can see two of them right here. And um, yeah, that's about it. Taylor, yeah. you got anything? Uh, quick shout out to, unfortunately, the victims of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs parade. Yep. You are in our thoughts. Um, Absolutely. That should just never happen. Sport, nope. You know, sporting events are not that fucking serious, dude. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got, though. Totally agree. All right, everybody. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in. We'll see you on the live stream on Sunday or in our episode next week. Uh, Goodbye.